0: This is Bears Monday. Bears, Bears Monday. Here comes the Snap ball. back. Something to throw. Fields going to launch down the right side. He's got D.J. Moore. behind the secondary. Makes the catch inside the 30. Drifting out of bounds to the 28-yard line of Atlanta. 32-yard strike to D.J. Moore. Fields dancing. Fields throwing. Deep corner of the end zone. The pass is caught. Caught by D.J. Moore for the Touchdown. Touchdown Bears!
1: I mean, the Houdini act should have just put the nail in Uh, (laughs) He's not running back, but uh, he's him, so I want him to be the quarterback.
0: Fields with Taylor motioning left and back to the right, takes the snap up the middle on the delay. Fields twisting left to the five, to the pylon, puts the ball on the orange and into the paint. Touchdown Bears! Justin Fields! Side of the line, snap to Fields, giving to Roshan Johnson, turning into the end zone. He goes in standing up. First and goal at the one yard line. I formation for Fields and company. Komet back of the game with a wing right. Fields on the take and the turn of the give to Herbert off the right side. Busts into the end zone. And a touchdown. Touchdown Bears. Three rushing touchdowns. Khalil to Herbert joins Roshan Johnson and Justin. The Bears have a winning streak at home that has now reached five in a row, and they take down the Atlanta Falcons 37-17 to get their seventh win with the unlikelihood of a playoff. They sure are playing like a playoff team.
1: It was a fun one yesterday on New Year's Eve as the Bears dominated the Falcons. Tyler Rocky, and Pat the Designer in with you, talking Bears up until 4 o'clock. In for Carmen and Yurko and Waddle and Sylvie today. Happy New Year's to everyone out there. Hope everyone had a fun and festive night last night and obviously felt a little bit better that your Bears won, but... Were you rooting for a tie last night too? Were you uh were
2: you deep in the weeds
1: of, <laughs> of rooting for that tie last night on Sunday night football between the, the Vikings and the Packers? Listen,
2: too? I, I I went into yesterday's Bears game saying, hey, the playoffs are done. Let's see if we can finish out the season strong. Let's feel good about our team leaving this season. I got my, you know, I, I got my holiday gift there. You yeah. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Outside of that, I wasn't going into to, to Packers-Vikings looking for a tie because even in some small way that gives the Packers an advantage, and I just, I can't. <laughs> I can't right like I hope the Packers don't lose like no now the outcome did not go how I was hoping at all though so yeah and we'll we'll talk a little bit about that because
1: now the Bears have a chance to go into Lambeau and dash the Packers playoff hopes so we'll talk a little bit more about that but the story for the Bears and everything that went down yesterday Justin Fields plays arguably his best game in a Bears uniform he moved the ball down the field set up some touchdowns. Two hundred and sixty-eight yards through the air, threw a touchdown, ran in another touchdown. He was kept pretty clean. I thought it was a great game by the offensive line as well yesterday to yeah. give him a clean pocket. And boy, that that number one pick trade from a year ago to get DJ Moore in your locker room has paid off tenfold when you a you see the result yesterday of more going out there nine for 159 and a beautiful touchdown catch it had a couple of really nice catches yeah. had a couple of really nice connections with justin fields but then of course you also have locked in the number one overall pick thanks to the jaguars beating the panthers yesterday 26 to nothing and Ooh, David Tepper, man. Talk about someone who's down bad right now. I mean, down bad with the big bank account. But like he there's the video that goes around yesterday of him throwing the drink at a fan in the stands in yeah. Jacksonville. I mean, ooh
2: boy. I mean, he's he is literally what would happen if Chicago Bears fans ever bought the Bears. Right. Like, <laughs> right. like, that, like it really feels like a, a just very rich fan of a team who was very reactionary, mm-hmm. who was very, right? Like when a fan's like, everybody would be fired tomorrow. Guess what? David Tepper did that. Yeah. He literally twice. twice <laughs> you know what I mean? Like he literally was like, yep, we're going to fire everybody tomorrow. Like we're done mm-hmm. with this. Uh, we're going to give it all up for the uh, first overall pick. Like David Tepper's trying to play Madden. Yeah, he's trying to play Madden on. Uh, he thinks he's on Pro, but he's on All Madden, and it's not working out. <laughs> right, three one two three three two three seven seven
1: six. If you want to join us here, let's get into Justin Fields and everything that he did yesterday, because there were some plays that he made in this game. Obviously, a lot of the things we've seen from Justin Fields, yeah. so the scrambles out of the sack, uh, a couple of times, and to pick up first downs on third and sevens, third and eights. It was good stuff. Um, he moved the ball down the field. I think. The perfect example of of what we want to see from Fields was first offensive play of the game. Finds DJ Moore down the right sideline. It was a beautiful throw, beautiful catch. Everything about it was great. And and listen, like, I know it's not the most touchdowns he's thrown for in a game. It's not the most yards he's thrown for in a game. But it felt like... One of the two or three best starts we've seen out of Justin Fields during his Bears tenure.
2: Well, and I think it it also goes with the fact that you started this game off with Justin Fields putting you in a great position to score touchdowns Mm -hmm. in the red zone versus literally what was yesterday, the best red zone defense in the NFL. And it didn't feel like there was any. I mean, I guess I guess that first one where he has to make the nice pass to DJ Moore, really nice pass. We call that a Mm -hmm. dot Mm around these parts. Right. But like. There were a couple things that put you kind of moving backwards and you felt like that Atlanta defense kind of stood tall a couple times. But outside of that, when the Bears got in the red zone yesterday, it really felt like, listen, we're here, we're getting in. Justin Fields is going to run one in. Uh, we, we're going to put Roshan Johnson in a position to get in. You got four mm-hmm. scoring opportunities in the red zone and you cashed in on all four of them. I, that, to me, speaks to... Justin Fields absolutely improving. versus what yesterday going into that game was a top ten defense.
1: Yeah, it was a, a top ten passing defense. You ran the ball really well on this team as well. Cleo Herbert had some nice contributions on the ground. He had a couple of big runs, and now the the conversation it, it continues to progress. Right with Justin Fields of. He's he's closing the gap in terms of, all right, this decision now has become uber hard. If you're the Chicago Bears, whether you want to pick a quarterback, because now, you know, you have the number one overall pick. You can start game planning now of what you want to do. You've been eliminated from the playoffs, obviously for the team itself. It's eyes forward to the Packers. But for Ryan Poles, now he's in the now he's on the clock. Right. Like, what are you going to do? Are you going to trade fields? Are you going to keep fields? Are you going to trade that number one overall pick? Whatever happens with the Chicago Bears, you're in a fantastic position because of the way that Ryan Poles has constructed this team. And I don't think there are a whole heck of a lot of avenues where you could go truly wrong. Like, keeping Justin Fields, I don't think is necessarily a wrong decision. And I don't think drafting a quarterback number one overall is necessarily a wrong decision. It just... May come down to what ceilings are you building for your team, depending on which avenue you go down at this yeah, point. Yeah,
2: and, and I literally said yesterday. I said yesterday, Justin Fields played great. Defense looked good. Love it. Uh, a lot of second half turnovers a, too. A lot of I mean. second half turnovers. I
1: absolutely love everything about it. Can I say something though? Go ahead, Kyler Gordon. You are a freak athlete. Oh, stop it. But I have stop also yes, please don't please. do that ever again. Never I know I've seen you do it before, but. I just saw the replay of it and you see in slow motion you see that knee start to wiggle a little bit and it always brings me flashbacks of who is it Lamar Lamar Houston Houston. it always brings me little
2: flashbacks of that stuff or go learn how to flip because that's the thing right the first time he did it we all saw it together. When he ran out of the tunnel and did that flip, Mm -hmm. he said that's the first time he's ever done that flip in his life. How about we don't experiment on the tunnel run Yeah, I mean, like, (laughs) let's not. I I like freak athlete, love seeing what you're doing. Go to one of the tumbling classes so that you know how to land, (laughs) so you know how to protect yourself. Yeah, I mean, that's all I'm saying. Not saying don't flip, have fun, you're young. Maybe when you get a little older, don't flip, (laughs) right? Learn your body. Maybe not in the contract year Yeah, maybe not in the contract year, yeah, I mean, but like, just just be careful with that because, that, like you said, that me bent. I was like, ugh. <laughs> but my, my point of all of it was second-half defense, loved it. Yesterday, though, with the Bears' win was the biggest win for Ryan Poles because no matter what decision he makes at quarterback, right, whether he's in or out on Justin Fields. Justin Fields played well. If you're out on Justin Fields, Justin Fields draft, draft stock just went through the roof. Trade trade stock. Trade stock. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. sorry. Mm-hmm. Just went through the roof. Um if if you're in on Justin Fields, That first overall pick is now locked up. You can Mm -hmm. do whatever you want now. Uh, Also, Tyreek Stevenson, your rookie that you just picked, two interceptions. Also also, had a great
1: pass breakup, too, on that screen.
2: Excellent. Got his hand in there, knocked that one down. Also, Kyler Gordon, who you picked last year, Mm -hmm. interception. Uh, um, You you got DeMarcus, uh, not DeMarcus, uh, Javon Dexter, sack and a half yesterday. You know what I mean? Like, you look at all of these guys that he's picked yesterday was the biggest – day for Ryan Poles and I I spent all yesterday just congratulating him for pulling off what I have to say is the greatest fleece I've ever seen in my lifetime I wasn't alive for Herschel <laughs> Walker yeah. that's probably the greatest fleece in NFL history but in my lifetime 30 years on the planet that's the greatest fleece I've ever seen uh as far as a trade because all the pieces you got from that trade looked really good yesterday
1: you got picks that turned into Darnell Wright DJ Moore Tyreek Stevenson, a 2025 pick in 20 uh second, second rounder, rounder, yep. And then of course the number 1 overall pick which is TBD cuz you could even pony this thing a little bit further too yep. depending on what happens. And I would just say this too, like Justin was fantastic yesterday. He was making plays with his legs, with his arms, but you have to put everything into perspective. Now, I'm not holding everything against him from years prior. But you have to take everything into perspective here yeah. because he was fantastic in this game. But he did struggle against the Cardinals. Yes. He did struggle against the Browns. Yes. He was fantastic against the Lions, not once but twice. Like, all of this has to come together, and you have to find out. Because I think at the quarterback position these days, I want to find guys who you don't need hand holding with for 17 games. Yeah. Like, everyone needs help, right? We're seeing it in Kansas City. Everybody needs help, right? Even the greats, even the Patrick Mahomes' of the world need help, but it's how much are you making others around you better? And I got to give credit to Justin, too, because yesterday he did it without his two his weapons number two and three, yep. too. I mean, Darnell Mooney was out of this game with a concussion, and Cole Komet played less than 20 snaps.
2: Cole Komet just kind of was out there to yeah.
1: exist, mm-hmm. like to say, I'm on the field.
2: Yeah, little decoy
1: threats. Yeah, yeah.
2: He, he, he didn't do much yesterday. He did nothing yesterday, yeah. pretty much, outside of some really nice blocking plays, but I, I just... I look at, right, like you say, even the ups and downs with Justin Fields. I think the change that we saw yesterday, and, and I give credit when people deserve the credit. I will give you all of the blame mm-hmm. when you deserve the blame. Luke Getzi yesterday gets a ton of credit because yeah. in the second half, the difference that we saw, because remember, in the first half of that game, Justin Fields looked just as good. In the first yeah. half of that Arizona Cardinals game, yeah. three touchdowns uh, uh, um, early in that game. Yeah. We're winning. We're in a great position. And then in the second half, we don't throw the football downfield at all. Second half of this game, I'm sitting there and I'm like, okay, here we go. We're gonna, we're doing this again. We're gonna not throw the Mm -hmm. ball. We're not gonna attack. And even though some of the plays don't work out, some of the plays are bad, right? Like some of the plays I look at and I'm like, okay, I don't, I don't like that play call in that situation, but he was still being aggressive. He was still trying to move the football down the field. And that ends up in you getting, a second half touchdown and six po- or nine points on top of that from field mm-hmm. goals like that 's enough to win football games in this Nfl and that 's what I want to continue to see out of this bear's offense just attack downfield consistently throughout the game, make them feel like you 're a threat
1: yeah and, and I think he had a couple like Luke Etsy dialed up a couple really nice plays there was a, a first and ten, you hit him with a play action yeah. he didn 't connect on the play, but Tyler Scott was open like yeah. that
2: like you're seeing who some of he these could have had an amazing day yesterday. Yeah, and
1: like <laughs> there's little things too. And like Tyler Scott, he drops the one in the end zone yes. too. Like it was a tough catch, but it's something where when you invest in players, listen, you're not an undrafted free agent. We've seen guys who are third and fourth rounders become effective receivers in the NFL, even stars in the NFL. Yeah. And I'm not saying Tyler Scott was drafted to be a star and a number 1 receiver in this league. But you draft him for him to go out and make those plays down the field. He's a speedster. He's a guy that you want to attack with vertically. And th- those are some of the plays that you want to see him come up with. It's that one. It's the the other one against w- the Lions
2: that he yeah, dropped, yeah, too. Yeah. Like, you don't want this to turn into Vayles 2.0. It, it It's starting to scare me a little bit. I'm not going to lie to you. It's starting to scare me a little bit. Now, he doesn't have the fumbles, really. He does have yeah. one fumble. But he doesn't have the fumbles where we're like, oh, you just cost us a game. Yeah. But he's got the. If you do your job right, you look amazing, and Justin Fields looks great. And we're talking about this season completely differently because it would feel like, well, now you can almost let Darnell Mooney go because you've got Darnell Mooney 2.0, and Justin mm-hmm. Fields has put you in those positions.
1: All right. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. If you want to join us here, talking about a big Bears win, what to do with Justin Fields. After he played one of his best games as a Chicago Bear, Tyler Rocky Pat the designer, we're in for Carmen and Yurko till four on ESPN One Thousand.
3: You're listening to Carmen and Yurko on ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. Follow Chicago's home for sports on Instagram at ESPN underscore Chicago. Carmen and Yurko are back. No, no, no. This is ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports.
1: What's to do with Justin Fields? That's a question we're asking you. 312-332-3776. Pat, you and I talked about this a couple weeks ago, I think after the win against Detroit. I looked at these final seven games that Justin had, and it's, all right, what are you banking into the good categories and what are you banking into the bad categories in terms of your performances down the stretch? How are you moving that hourglass right now as we progress? And yesterday was probably the best start we've seen from him since he's come back from injury here. I mean, you look at the Detroit game, he was fantastic in that one, but this felt like a level up against that, going up against a better defense, not as ideal weather conditions as well. Everything, all of that considered there, like this was the most impressive start that I've seen out of Justin since he came back, and it ultimately leads to a Bears victory. 37-17, like that was dominant. You were dominant on offense. You were dominant on defense. Probably the best complimentary football game we've seen as well from this team. You had the takeaways. You had the sacks. You had some pretty good special teams, too. Like everything came together in this game, and it allowed you to go out and have a convincing victory.
2: Yeah, versus a—I mean, listen, nobody's writing home about this Atlanta offense, right? Mm-hmm. Like, there's a lot of issues there. You thought that the defense was going to have the advantage on that side of the football. But the big question was, what was the Bears offense going to be able to do? Were they going to be able to attack? And to me, the thing that I've said consistently, were they going to do simple, simple, and not do simple, difficult? We've seen mm-hmm. all year the Bears try and just find ways to. we're going to be creative. We're going to sh- shock the world with it. And it's like, I don't need you to be creative. I need you to just— run plays that are annoy- seeing the tush push yesterday oh yes that it was just like ma- wow it's amazing that that works with a six foot three 230 plus pound quarterback Right, a physical specimen <laughs> i mean
1: th- that's been the thing and i haven't been as out on luke getsy as most people in this town yeah but i'll point to that every single day when they try to get cute on third and fourth oh and one God, it makes no yeah. sense i mean we saw them run the tush push Three times successfully in that Washington game. And it feels like we haven't seen the play since. And then they run it yesterday and it converts because you have like the second best group of personnel to do that.
2: Yeah. And, and it, that that's the thing for me. Right. Like doing the simple things simple. That's been what seems to be very difficult for the Bears for most of this season. I think that we're seeing them. Attack a lot more. I think that we're, we in yesterday's game. I should say we saw them attack a lot more downfield. We saw them uh, uh, being very simple on third and one, fourth and one situations. We saw them in, in the uh, uh, running game when they're trying to get into the end zone, just hand the football off to the running back and not sit there and try to do it in shotgun with five yards the game before you get to the line of scrimmage, right? Like I thought yesterday Luke Getze did a lot of what we wanted to see all season, right, mm-hmm. in the second half of the football game, yeah. right? Like, And that, that's the part that's the most important. In the first half, listen, we've all felt very good about how the Bears' offenses looked in the first half for most of these games this season. It's usually that second half falloff that we're looking at and we're trying to figure out why they're not continuing to be aggressive. This game versus this defense and versus an offense that, I mean, this is a very easy offense once you start getting the takeaways to think, oh, we don't have to be aggressive anymore. We can pack Mm -hmm. it in. We can pack it up, go home. No. Keep being aggressive because you're not that team yet. And I think yesterday was really good to see that, really good to see the combination of what they were able to put together. I thought you got to give credit to Khalil Herbert, how he ran the football, how he attacked. And I thought it's at the start of the game I said this, and it's no disrespect to Deontay Foreman in the slightest, but Luke Getze's best decision started at the beginning of the game when he didn't put Deontay Foreman back on the field just because he was healthy. Because to me, when you're giving this guy six, this guy six, this guy four, that doesn't allow the running back to get himself going. He's right. not figuring out how the defense is attacking him, what holes they're hitting, who's the weakest lineman, who can I get around, who can, right? That start there to me where you say, yep, Khalil Herbert's our number one. We're giving him 18 carries. Mm -hmm. That was one of the best decisions that he made on the day to start the game. And it just continued to go from there.
1: And that's why I think you've seen the best of the running game happen when, (laughs) unfortunately, when someone's injured. Right? Like when there is an odd man out. It's helped the running game. When Khalil Herbert hasn't been there, when he was on IR and Deontay Foreman was getting all the carries, like it it looked good. And obviously, you have Justin who can complement that as well with his legs, too. And then having Roshan, who's kind of like that hybrid of the other two backs where he can pass block, he can catch, he can, he's like your modern running back. He can kind of do it all. He's not a star at anything yet, but he can do it all. I like having Roshan in there and then you pick one of the guys that you're rolling with as your other back. That's the best way to do it. What do you think though? Three one two, three, three, two, three, seven, seven, six. How are you attacking this? If you're Ryan Poles, are you drafting a quarterback or are you sticking with Justin Fields after yesterday's performance in the dominating win over the Atlanta Falcons? I'm Tyler Rocky alongside Pat the Designer. We're in for Carmen and Yurko today. Happy New Year's to everyone else out there. Russell's on the north side. What's up, Russ? Russ. Yeah, I'm saying
4: this. This is what I'm saying. You have to keep Justin Fields in there. What you need is another wide receiver, and that wide receiver is Harrison from Ohio State. You need a guy who can jump up and fight for that 50-50 ball and go and fight for it. That's what you need. You bear a colossal mistake if you get rid of Justin Fields. That's the guy you got to keep, and that's it. That's it. That's what you need. You need that other wide receiver who can compliment D.J. Moore.
1: Thanks for the call, Russell. Appreciate it. Here's my thing though with Marvin Harrison Jr. And like Marvin Harrison Jr. is fantastic. Yeah, like yeah. he is a bona fide number one stud type of player. I think there's a couple other guys. They're not Marvin Harrison Jr., but you're gonna find a couple other of these top tier receivers in this draft. I don't think for a lot of Bears fans, it's Marvin Harrison Jr. or bust. Yeah. Like, or otherwise we struck out in the draft. Yeah. And I don't think that's the case. And that's the beauty of having multiple number uh, first-round draft picks this yeah. year is you can still find a receiver down the way, too. And I think there's a couple of other really good ones that we're going to be talking about as perennial Pro Bowl type of guys in this draft, receiver-wise.
2: No, for sure. I, I don't think that you have to only go MHJ. And here's the one thing that I'll say, right? And this is the the thing that I've said to Bears fans. Bears fans, I said it last night. Or if you're looking at the draft right now, maybe Ryan Poles is looking to go get another quarterback. Mm-hmm. Do you trust Ryan Poles? Has Ryan Poles earned your trust, Chicago? Because to me, he's earned my trust. Yeah. If he moves on from Justin Fields, I'm going to say, ah, I like Justin. I think he's going to go on somewhere else. He's going to be really good. I think that may bite us in the butt. But you mm-hmm. know what? Ryan Poles has made the right call. Ryan Poles just got us a second, first overall pick. Yeah. Not, not a second first round pick, a second first overall
1: pick. You don't like the way he got the first one, but the way he got the second one, you do like.
2: Well, even the way that he got the first one, right, because it, part it, of the strategy. it was mm-hmm. part of the strategy, right? And I think that that's the thing for me with Bears fans is... Ryan Poles is following his plan to a T. If he says he's out on Justin Fields, is it going to suck for us, those of us who like Justin Fields, as you heard in the crowd yesterday, oh, yeah. what Justin Fields, as you hear in the locker cool room, moment. Yeah. what Justin Fields, yeah, it's going to suck. But this guy's kind of like trying to figure it out, and he's he's figuring it out. And in two years' time, we're talking about a team that – One has doubled the wins, uh, more than doubled the wins that they had last year, are in a position to keep winning going into next year, could possibly finish out this game, versus your rival with a win, and now you get to continue to add pieces because you have the first overall pick and or a quarterback that you may look to move off of. Either way, am I going to be disappointed if Justin Fields ain't here? Sure. But I trust Ryan Poles because I've seen what he's been able to do in two years. Mm-hmm. Think about it. Three years ago, Ryan Pace was here, and we didn't know where we were going. Yeah, We literally were like, well, we got money all across this defensive line. <laughs> we're getting minimal production from it because most of these guys are hurt. How are we going to move on from those contracts? The linebacker room is a ton of question marks except for Roquan. There are no DBs left on this. See, like we mm-hmm. were in a bad place. Yeah.
1: I look at it, too, and yes, I do trust Ryan Poles right now, but I still have to see what is he as an offensive evaluator of talent. Because The about, wide
2: receiver room is scary right now. I'm not going to lie. A lot,
1: a lot <laughs> of what we've seen out of Ryan Poles, like you, you're telling me he wants to move on from Jalen Johnson because he thinks he can find another gem in the draft at corner. I trust what he's done so far he's with got, finding. He's he, found
2: two. Maybe we have one in Terrell Smith already. Right. Like they – and listen, I would pay
1: Jalen Johnson. 100%. That's, that's just the way I feel because I think he has been. And it was I, I, yesterday was tough, kind of seeing him go down um, with an injury, and you see, but you saw Tyreek Stevenson elevate to that cornerback one spot and go one on one with Drake London and make some nice plays along the way as well. Yeah. So they, I trust him, but there's still that evaluation of what can he find offensively because DJ Moore felt like a layup. But Chase Claypool is another one of those moves that you made on the offensive side of the yeah. ball, and obviously we know how that ended up. Uh, yeah, he's not out.
2: done well wide receiver wise. I mean, yeah. he's, he's one for three, but the one is really, really good. The one's really good, <laughs> really damn good.
1: Three one two three three two three seven seven six Trey on the South Side. What's up, Trey? Trey, Trey. What's up,
2: Trey? Trey going up? There you what's go, up, Trey? Trey. What's going on?
4: Oh, my name's Frank, not oh, Trey. Frank. Oh, Frank. Oh, come on, Z-Pack. That, that's on me. That's come on, me. on Z-Pack. I'll, I'll wear that. <laughs> that, that, that's okay. Listen, you know, I love Ryan Poles. I think he's done a hell of a job. Yeah. But you guys got to understand, management exists to justify themselves. He's going to get rid of Phil. He, he has no choice. He can't be the GM and have the number one pick two years in a row and not get a quarterback. He won't be a GM anymore. Well, uh, so. T- what he should do is get some offensive linemen. Hey, how about another edge rusher to go with Montez Sweat? Yeah. Man, wouldn't that be fantastic? You know, that's what he should do. And keep Fields. Fields is a serviceable quarterback. You know, and you know when you think about it, do Fields really have a chance? Listen, it's a reason why Green Bay has had 50 years of great quarterback. They have a system. You come, we draft you, you sit your butt down for four years, then you get your shot going back from Dan Mikowski to Brett Favre to Aaron Rodgers now Jordan Love they have a system in place and it works
2: yeah thanks you know for man, the call i do agree with it i do agree with it i, I don't if, the call, I don't know if he'll get five. like i don't I, I think that's what a lot of people think if he doesn't pick a quarterback they're going to move off of him why move off of Poles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah like why why, well, it, why would they because he miss like think about your top quarterbacks in the NFL right now are Brock Purdy Last pick in the draft, mm-hmm. Dak Prescott, mm-hmm. four, four, fourth rounder, fourth rounder mm-hmm. fifth rounder, um, Lamar, Lamar Jackson, Jackson 32nd the, overall, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: You know what I mean? Like, they're not... If there wasn't the, a fifth-year option, he probably is a second-round pick, yeah.
2: Yeah. Like, they're not the top guys, or the guys that were taken number one overall, or number five, or, like... They're usually the guys that are later on in the draft because they go to systems that are already in place. Pat Mahomes went to a AFC championship level team. They made it to the AFC championship. When he steps in, that team's still there. Dak Prescott went to a team built for Tony Romo, and all of a sudden, oh, my God, how's he look great? He's got an offensive line in front of him.
1: Mm -hmm.
2: Like, the top picks in the draft usually go to teams that are like... Yeah, we've got nothing here except you, so it's going to be fun.
1: <laughs> but I do think the Bears are in a unique situation where there is something built there right now where if you did draft someone in the with first overall they're going into a pretty solid yes. situation.
2: He you're would go- come into a solid you're situation. You're going yeah.
1: into an above average offensive line. You're going to have DJ Moore with you infrastructurally in the receiver room. Cole Komet's a good tight end. A defense that can take some of the pressure off of you over how many points you need to score as yes. a rookie. You're probably going to add a receiver some way, somehow, whether it's in the draft. If you've got plenty of money, too, maybe you go out and you find yourself a way to get T. Higgins or something like that. Like All of that stuff, I think any rookie coming into this would be walking into a really good situation yes. as well. So, 312 332 3776. We will take more of your Bears calls when we come back. Tyler Rocky, pat the designer in for Carmen and Yerko.
3: Carmen, Yerko. Don't worry, they'll be right back before you know it. Right here on Chicago's Home for Sports and the new home of the Chicago Bears, ESPN Chicago. Follow Chicago's Home for Sports on Twitch at ESPN1000Chicago. Carmen and Yurko are back. This is Chicago's Home for Sports. ESPN 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 Chicago.
1: Chicago. Tyler Rocky and Pat the Designer in with you for Carmen and Yurko until four o'clock today. You want to join us? 312-332-3776. Talking Bears with you off of the big win against the Falcons yesterday. You did get eliminated from the playoffs. You also did secure the number one overall pick, and it now gets down to how are you going to handle the quarterback situation? Because that is really the burning question that, and really is probably the biggest offseason topic in the NFL yeah. as well. Like, th- The Bears are the most intriguing team in this NFL offseason because you've got the number one overall pick and also because you've got a quarterback decision to make. And let's say you do move on from Justin Fields. Well, you're going to move Justin Fields somewhere else. You're not keeping Justin Fields around and drafting a guy with the first overall pick. So you're gonna have to find a suitor there. Like the domino effects that stem from Chicago are really fascinating for this off season.
2: Yeah, I mean listen, you, you're looking at so many different things just based off of one positional move, right? Like you're you're looking at okay, now what does that do to the dynamic of the locker room if you move Mm -hmm. off of Justin Fields? Or what does it do to the dynamic of the locker room if you keep Justin Fields, right? Like, there's so many things that are going to happen this offseason. The Bears are probably the most intriguing story right now in sports, probably until the Super Bowl. yeah, And then after the Super Bowl, they'll be right back to being the most intriguing story in sports. And I, I think it, it also starts with the play caller. Like, going into this off season, there's a lot of people that now in the national media that are back in on Justin Fields after how he's played and they're looking at Luke Getzi and going, alright, so why didn't you do this the entire time? Why is it now you're figuring this out? Why has it taken you so long to get back to this version of Justin Fields? So, the Bears have a lot of big decisions, but the one thing that I love, and, and I love that this guy is RGM. I think that it's amazing that Ryan Poles is RGM because, to me, we're not backed in a corner. Our mm-hmm. back's not up against the wall. Whatever decision he makes, whether you agree with it or disagree with it, he's got the option to make it. Like, mm-hmm. quarterback position, I got options. Offensive coordinator, I got options. First-round pick, I got options. I can do whatever
1: I want. Yeah, and, and the other decision that has to come down, too, is what's going to happen with the head coach. As well, because Matt Eberflus, all of a sudden now, he's gone seven and five in his last twelve, and boy, he's going to let you know too. We're, we're, we're going to hear from the head coach too, <laughs> as well. He's supposed to meet the media around one thirty today. Appears. So three one two three three two three seven seven six. Ray on the South Side. What's up, Ray?
5: Hey man, good afternoon. How y'all doing today? What's going good. on? What's your Year. Yeah man, I just like I, I was listening to the Philadelphia station like last week, and like man, you should hear it like. It's not like it's a funeral down there. Like these guys just came from the Super Bowl, they eleven and five, and they talking about firing a coach already. And then you look at Chicago, we had a last place schedule, and Matt Eberflus with three historical losses, and everybody talking about bringing this guy back. Like the contrast of standards between Chicago and everybody else is just completely insane, bro. It's just it's crazy. Like I just feel like like we should want more. Like this is getting ridiculous. Like. And Justin feels like, I mean, I understand he has been playing better lately, but people think that it's just about dropping back and throwing to open guys. Like it's more than that. It's pre snap reads. What do you post snap instantaneous throws? Like, like he has to recalibrate his brain from college open to NFL open. And I just think that you cannot pass up on a guy like Kayla Williams. Like we keep continuously talking about. Oh, we need guys to make Justin better, but he, maybe he's not making our O line better. Like I feel like this is a top O line. I don't think Darnell Mooney is this bad, and I just feel like just go get Caleb, get neighbors, trade Justin. If you can get a first, it's no way you should be able to pass up on that. But I'll hang up and listen to you guys. I just, we our standards got to get better, man. Thanks. Well,
2: I, I appreciate I think, the call, right? I think our standards are low because we were low. When you have three-win teams, your standard for the next year is to not be a three-win team. Your standard, you're like, you can't say we're a three-win team. All right, let's go to the Super Bowl. I get, And I feel like we do that with every sport, right? We think about where we once were, right? Like Bulls fans are always, mm-hmm. uh, we should have championship aspirations. We haven't had championship aspirations since Michael Jordan walked out that door. Like yeah, I mean, like you got maybe D Rose era, yeah, yeah, D Rose era a little bit, right? But but you got to build back up to get to that Mm -hmm. point. Guess what? Philadelphia didn't have championship aspirations until they were in a championship, until they were in a Super Bowl, and they fired everybody that on on the first Super Bowl that they won. Yeah, that actually won the Super Bowl. (laughs) So I think that it's it's a little bit different when you are in a position to get there versus year two of a rebuild, and don't. Don't get it wrong. We're still in a rebuild, guys. There's a lot of pieces this defense still needs. There's a lot of pieces this offense still needs.
1: You can see the light at the end of the tunnel, and that light's pretty bright. Like Next year is a big time. If you don't go to the playoffs, this season was a failure Yes, because of what you've built around, what you're going to have coming in as well, whether it be via free agency or the draft. There are going to be high expectations. I'm not saying that the Bears have to be everyone's preseason Super Bowl pick next year. Yeah. But this should be a team that should be in a position to win a playoff game next year. That's, that should be the standard we as Bears fans have going into next season. And the quarterback is going to be the biggest part of that. Because are you going to have a guy who's good enough that can lead you on a two-minute drive? Because let's face it, in the NFL now, everything kind of boils down to the final six minutes of the fourth quarter. Yes. And where has Justin struggled the most out of any time period in the NFL? It has been the fourth quarters. Yeah. And that's me. Like, and I, I thought that that Ray brought up another thing too. Like, can you get a first round pick? Well, I think that kind of answers your question for you there. If you can't get a first round pick for your quarterback, is he the guy?
2: That's a, that's not a bad point at all. Actually, that's a, that's a really good point. Um, and you heard like Charles Robinson a couple weeks yeah, yeah, ago yeah. talking about how
1: I, they're talking I, about second round picks or conditional second round picks. Yeah, yeah, now yeah. maybe he's worked his way into a first round pick status. Who knows? We'll see how he plays against the the Packers. But the Packers are another game. He should be able to ball out against like that is a bottom five defense in
2: football. Yes, and, and he should be able to go out there and have a good performance against him and then we'll see what happens well i think that's the thing too right like if you if you look at the draft capital i think there's a situation that everybody's looking at where maybe ryan, or where everybody's not looking at it where maybe ryan Pauls does want justin fields but atlanta comes to him and says we'll give you a king's ransom for this guy please send us your quarterback what does Ryan Poles do in that situation? It, I th- like, I like Justin Fields, but mm-hmm. I'm never going to get this kind of draft capital right. for him And I again. think if, if you're not totally sold on him, too,
1: and I if I'm looking at Justin Fields' value, like, I'm not saying that, oh, one team can give you a first-round pick because there's a lot of dumb teams out there, right? All it takes yeah. is one dumb partner <laughs> to, to execute this trade, right? Like All it takes that's is that's one. for a while. Right. It, and it was. It was Ryan Pace for the longest time. Yeah. He was the one with egg on his face at the end of all of these transactions. So I just look at if it's just the Falcons knocking on your door with a first-round pick, then I think, boom, you got to make that trade right away. But if the rest of the league is, is offering you a first-round pick, then maybe you have to recalibrate what you're thinking and your own evaluation process. I just don't know if there's a lot of teams around the league that— that are offering you a first-round pick for Justin Fields right now?
2: I just think, right, we throw this generational talent on everybody, every new player that's coming in, right? Everybody's a generational talent. To me, right, I keep saying this. you got to look at systems. you got to look at what's in place. you got to look at how they're utilizing guys. Mm -hmm. At the end of the day, I feel like Justin Fields has been poorly utilized here in Chicago. Uh, I think that a lot of those second halves that we talk about this season where he's failed uh, in those fourth-quarter, end-of-game, fourth-quarter situations, We've talked about them being up two scores because of Justin Fields, and then all of a sudden they're down, and they're losing a game, and now he's got to make a miracle play at the end. But at the same time, doesn't mean that Ryan Poles won't look at it and just go, yeah, I I like Justin, Mm -hmm. but if... If nine out of 10 GMs, the, those nine out of 10 GMs that are like, oh, yeah, we're going to give you a or I would be out on Justin Fields to draft a quarterback. You should just send them our way. Yeah, I mean, if, <laughs> if, if we're getting that kind of situation there, then, yeah, you might want to rethink it a little bit because it means that there's something there. And can you unlock the potential of there being something there? And I think most of us see it.
1: Yeah. Three, one, two, three, three, two, three, seven, seven, six. We'll take more of your calls on the other side here. Talking Justin Fields with you. Tyler Rocky Pat, the designer in for Carmen Yurko on ESPN 1000.
4: You're listening to Carmen and Yurko on
3: ESPN 1000. Chicago's home for sports. You're listening to Carmen and Yurko. Listen to us now. Live on the ESPN Chicago app. Chicago's home for sports. ESPN Chicago.
1: Talking Bears with you on the heels of a 20-point victory over the Atlanta Falcons. Falcons effectively eliminated at this point as well. Bears will try to do the same to the Green Bay Packers next week up at Lambeau Field. So always the intrigue there. I tweeted out last night. I I tweeted out the, the Randall Cobb play. From about ten years ago, and I said, if I'm Matt Eberflus, yeah. I am putting that on every television up at Hallis Hall on a loop, yeah. so everyone can kind of see what that pain was. And you've got a chance now to eliminate them next week from the playoffs.
2: Oh man, listen, this is the perfect situation for if you're going to stay, if everything is is on run it back mode, you beat the Packers. You to finish, finish the out the season eight and five, yeah. go three and
1: three in the division, yes. and win three in a row in the division, like. You're making a pretty good case for yourself at that point, but uh, I think it will come down to what's available out there in the coaching cycle. We'll, we'll talk a little bit more about the head coach as well. He's expected to meet the media at one thirty today. We'll carry that right here on your home for the Chicago Bears. Happy New Year to everyone as well. Hope everyone had a nice New Year's celebration out there. We're talking Bears with you, though. 312-332-3776. Bob's and Joliet. What's up, Bob?
5: I know Tyler likes Jalen Johnson. In my opinion, he's not worth $20 million a year. You can pay two players for that. His productivity is all based on upfront pressure, and most recently um, the productivity has increased as a result of sweat. So if the Bears were to add another uh, rusher, uh, an, a quarterback for much less money would be appropriate.
2: So. Uh, any I th- comments? Love your thoughts. Yeah, I, thanks for the call, Bob. I feel like that's every DB though. Yeah, I was just right? going right? to like, say like, <laughs> like, we're, we're not going to pretend like mm-hmm. the, the Dallas defensive backs don't completely fall off a cliff because if Micah Parsons doesn't have an amazing game,
1: right? And, and like, you want to credit Tyreek Stevenson too. Like, yeah. a lot of his production too has come as the result of getting some pressure up front. He doesn't. He hasn't had as many penalties lately. Like that was his. Real problem early on in his career is that he was getting dinged for penalties. He was getting picked on, and he was getting caught holding or tugging on jerseys and stuff like that. And He's a physical player, but like all of these defensive backs need that. And I get, if you're asking me who would I rather invest heavily in, an edge rusher or a cornerback, I'm taking the edge rusher every single day of the week. But you do have to pay some of these corners, too, because I think Jalen Johnson has put himself in that category of one of the the 10 best guys at the position,
2: maybe even the top seven to five. 100%. No, and and I think here's the thing too, right? Let's not say all of his production is from the pressure Jalen Johnson was one of the top pass breakup guys in the NFL Jalen Johnson was one of the uh top guys when it came to I forget what the stats call basically like the amount of time a receiver's not covered by him mm-hmm. yeah I mean like he's he's one of the top guys at every he was DB the number one metric. yeah he's I
1: mean take it for what it is but he was the number one corner according to PFF the number one cover corner
2: yeah and and you look at those metrics and the one thing that we always said was, I, and I always said, I love Jalen Johnson for all of those numbers, but you don't pay DBs that don't get takeaways. Mm-hmm. He's gotten takeaways. Yeah. Like, there's no argument the narrative there. Right? And mm-hmm. have the takeaways come from pressure being there? A hundred and ten percent. Like, but that's what they're supposed to come from, right? Kyler Gordon, or not Kyler Gordon, uh, um... Why can't I think of the one that was here with when Khalil Mack and he, uh, he went... Kyle, Kyle Fuller. Kyle Fuller. Mm-hmm. There's too many games. Yeah, yeah. to see. Kyle Fuller went nuts when Khalil Mack joined the team. Mm-hmm. All right, All of a sudden, it was like, we got our lockdown corner. No, he's just got... The, every quarterback has pressure in their faces, so they're yeah. throwing ducks. I mean, up Eddie there. Jackson too. Eddie perfect Jackson. example
1: of, of we saw the takeaway. Like they come in waves with these guys. Yes,
2: yes. And so I don't, I don't look at Jalen Johnson as a. To me, I would love for the Bears to pay him. He's twenty four years old. You keep him around, but yeah, you do have to have pressure on the field for this guy to continue to be great. That's just every DB in the NFL. Maybe you. Uh, I mean, I'm trying to think, is there one that doesn't have pressure in front of them that we look at as elite? Like, I don't even think there's one in the NFL right yeah, now. There's I mean, no Revis Islands let, in this league. Let
1: me lay out to you the the highest paid corners in the league. Jair Alexander. Pressure. They've gotten pressure yeah. there. Denzel Ward. Pressure. Say less. Like, uh, <laughs> Jalen Ramsey was paid by the Rams, yeah. who were obviously getting pressure there. Uh, Marlon Humphrey, Trayvon Diggs, Marshawn Lattimore. like. Yeah. These guys play on teams with elite edge rushers. You need that; it all works together there, and that's part of why I think a lot of Bears fans were willing to give Matt Eberflus the benefit of the doubt for a little bit. Was all right. Well, there's no true edge rusher on this team. What's and I think Kyler Gordon and Tyreek Stevenson and and Jaquan Brisker like you were. A little more willing to give them the benefit of the doubt yeah. when they were letting up some of these big plays because how do big plays develop? Quarterbacks have time, yeah, no, hundred percent, and that you weren't getting a pass rush there. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. Derek in Brooklyn.
6: All right. Hey, Happy New Year! <laughs> What's fellas? going on? What's uh, going? How you Derek? feeling, man? All right, listen, man. Let me say this: diehard Bears fan, but I live in New York. But let me say this. uh you really worth,
2: strong on Derek, bro. You hear that? That's straight Brooklyn yeah, right yeah.
6: there. <laughs> yeah, is it really worth to go through the growing pains with a rookie quarterback like Cabin Williams having to have him learn how to read the NFL defense? When we got Justin, he's been there. I mean, he's gotten better. Has he gotten really, really better with the offense? He's gotten better with what's been put around him. So it wouldn't get even much better if you took the picks – And you flipped them, and you got more good players to put around him. Wouldn't that make him even a better quarterback? Instead of doing this, I personally think that if they do get rid of Justin Field, it's more of a financial reset because of the fact that they're gonna have other players. They're gonna have to pay in a time where if they was to keep them, like you gotta pay Jenkins, you gotta pay, you know, a few other players. You know, so me personally, they're not gonna say it, but I think if they do get rid of him, it's more financially reason why to reset. I'm going to hang up. Listen, love you guys. Go Bears. bed bear down, baby. Let's do it.
1: Yeah, thanks for the call there, Derek. And you bring up one of the ultimate points that has to be a part of this situation and this decision is you're going to have to pay some guys. And you're going to have to pay some guys in the year that you will have to pay Justin Fields. Yeah, And that has to be a big part of the calculus here of whether or not you're going to uh, stay with him long term. You know one of the guys that you're going to have to pay if you want to keep him around? DJ Moore. Yeah. Like, he's only got two more years after this. So the timelines there kind of sync up where you'll have to pay DJ Moore and Justin Fields at the same time. And DJ Moore is on one of the team friendliest deals that you will find. (laughs) For a wide receiver that is on a second contract right that's now that's how
2: you know he really did just enjoy his time in carolina right like, like, I like mean, there's no way when i looked up his contract i was like and it's de-escalating like
1: what the heck is this like he's, what he's making about 20 mil this year yeah and then next the next two years his cap hits are 16 mil a year yeah and like that that right there just shows like when you want to pay dj more again you're going to be paying this guy a lot more than sixteen mil a year because he's still going to be kind of in that young-ish He'll be 29. yeah. So he'll be, like, probably the last big contract that he gets. Um, and he, he's his agent's Drew Rosenhaus, too, who's football Scott Boris. So, like, he's going to go to the negotiating table. He he got paid before the Tyrekes and the Devontae Adams and all those guys got paid. And he's probably going to be paid in the same windows as guys like – I mean you're gonna see T. Higgins and Jamar Chase get their money. You're yep. gonna see guys like Devontae Smith get paid, like and you're gonna have to follow the mold
2: if you wanna keep a guy like DJ Moore around. So it's it's so interesting too, because to to uh Drew's point, right, like when you look at Justin Fields, the development that he has made and what he's possibly turning into, right? I think a lot of people look at it as Yeah, he's doing that, but is it too little, too late? If you're seeing development and if you feel like he's starting to make strides to where he's a quarterback that's winning games for you, and I I implore people to look at the games we lost. Are we having this conversation if we beat Denver, we beat Detroit, we beat the Commanders? Were there not other mitigating? Now, the Commanders, I'm sorry, not uh, not the Commanders. Uh, The Browns, Browns, yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, Now, the Browns game may be a little bit different, right? I think that was actually a Justin Fields- Horrible game. Yeah. Like I thought, he defense actually played scored, bad in
1: there. Defense scored 14 of your
2: 17 yeah, points. Pretty I, much, I, I thought actually played some bad football in that game, and everybody's like, "Well, it doesn't." He, he's done it. No, th- there can be both ways on mm-hmm. that, right? But to me, when I look at Justin Fields' last 17 starts, 3,100 yards, 21 touchdowns, 13 interceptions, he's added a thousand yards rushing, and uh, six more touchdowns. Is that somebody you want to build around?
1: Yeah. Let's continue the conversation when we come back. Tyler Rocky, Pat the Designer, in for Carmen Yurko.
3: You're listening to Carmen and Yurko on Chicago's Home for Sports, ESPN Chicago,